This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, I'm putting together a list of the things that we need to bring to all our book signings from now on. Uh, uh, credibility. Uh, uh, wait, uh, got to uh, add that to the list. <laughs> I did not have that on here. Uh, so we had an, a book signing last night for one of our books. Very successful book signing. Yeah, sold like 100 books. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, the Will Wagner's book, talking about my generation. Right, he novel. did a reading yeah. from the book, which you Broke, know brought down the house. It was, it was cool. It was very cool. It's all about the who. and well, You can check it out on Eckhart's Press. But anyway, uh, we had a couple of snafus. Missteps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave brought his scanner mm-hmm. um, to to do the the square on right. the phone. It didn't work. It right. didn't work. Right. Right. So I had my phone and I had to manually type in things, but I didn't bring my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to have someone read the numbers to me. Uh, luckily, Phil Manicki from WGN Radio happened to stop by and he came and sat we with put us. Him to work. Put him to work. He was your eyes. <laughs> he was. Uh, so that's on the list from now on. Phil is on the <laughs> list. He's got to come to all the things. Uh, glasses, uh, uh, your phone. Well, and I, I don't think I told you this. You know, my phone doesn't work great, which is you know evident. Yeah, clearly. Well, also that's how I get my directions to get somewhere. Because ah, since Waze, and I don't I know. know if this has happened to you, I now rely completely on. I mean, I don't. E- when I'm doing when I'm writing something, I just approximate what the word is, and I know that Grammarly is just going to fix it, right? Really. Same thing with Waze. I mean, it's I don't I don't ever download directions anymore. I just and when my Waze isn't working, I'm screwed. So I drove around that neighborhood with the most offensive street names, by the way. <laughs> you know, Wakataka so, and Kodimaka so, and uh, yeah, all, all, a, all these Indian names that... It's a neighborhood in Mount Prospect where all the street names were uh, Indian names. And they're phonetically spelled on the yes. street side, like Wapaka or yeah. whatever. So. Now, Wata, Wapella, Kendota. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, and then, I don't know if you saw this piece of ineptinism. Ineptitude? Mm, that, that probably is a better word. I couldn't get the boxes open either. Okay. But, uh, so know, we need a cutter. Well, you know? and I had one, and I I couldn't. It was it was a disaster. Right. It's going to be a we, very long list of things that we But we sold bring. 100 books, and again, Will Wagner's book, talking about my generation, available on Eckhart's. That's right. Uh, you know, we have a show to do. Okay. Uh, Minutia Man is up next. But first, listen to this other fine Opie show. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri and She Shed Cheryl. My God, it list goes on. So you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Oh, look, you're wearing a soccer shirt. How odd. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with a soccer shirt? Gosh, you're mean. Well, you're um, a mean man. So at this book signing yesterday, it was at Mount Prospect. Yeah. And... Um, what I thought was interesting, there was basically everybody from Mount Prospect there because the author used to yeah live in Mount Prospect, and I would go. So do you know that person? No, 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 yeah. no. You uh, knew nobody. I know li- nobody unless they have some sort of unless they've made a good strudel. <laughs> they play soccer, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't. Have, you have no idea. There's a whole world out there that you just absolutely have no yeah. idea. Apparently, 
if you leave this driveway, <laughs> there are other things in this town. Eh? Go figure. Soccer. So, hey, we've got a lot to do here. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, go. Hey, have you ever been to uh, Japan? You've never been to Japan, No, right? never. Uh, well, I haven't. I love it. I think Japan is awesome. It's clean, right? The trains run on time. I felt very tall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Driver sucked. That's a, you know, another right. story. Yeah. But here's another reason to love Japan. Japan's government is encouraging people to drink more booze. <laughs> Fantastic. In a late summer Saki Viva contest, the country's national tax agency is trying to promote alcohol consumptions, uh, consumption among younger people. It's calling for 20 to 39-year-olds to submit their ideas for innovative products and packaging for alcoholic drinks. Okay. okay. Um, entrants are even encouraged to venture into the into the metasphere and and um, and to create items that is going to pique their peers' interest. Basically, like I said, they want people to drink more booze. Right. Now, the purpose behind the campaign is it's raising t- tax revenue. Basically, sure. yeah. Certainly, since the since COVID and the pandemic. You know, the the syntax has definitely gone down in Japan. So this. But now there appears to be another reason why the government is doing this. In a recent interview with the Mainichi, which is a newspaper in Japan, mm-hmm. an unnamed high level source within Japan's Ministry of Health, Labor and Welfare says that because of Japan's declining birth rate, there's hope that people getting drunk, young people getting drunk more are going to. You know, yeah. you know what? It will. That will happen. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it may end in horrible divorce. Yeah, you know, exactly. And it yeah. may be bad choices. Yeah. So if you're single, if you're young and single, Japan definitely appears to be the place to go. Wow. Okay. Know? So um, unfortunately, we're neither so young you, or single. Do you remember when we were at U of I? Um, and Little Kings, do you remember the Little Kings? Yeah, uh, little beers that uh, like seven ounces. Yeah, are they malt liquor? Is it, were yeah. they malt liquor? Yeah. Or, um, and no, Mickey's Big Mouth was that was the malt liquor. liquor. Yeah. But do you remember every year they would have that contest where which college campus can drink the most? Oh yeah, little kings yeah. in a day. All right. And you know we all blocked off our schedule. <laughs> right. And, and, School pride. Well, and I remember. I think Illinois won like three years in a row. And I'm like, you know, I was that's so not, proud of my school. Right? That's, that's why we get uh, the party school reputation. Now. You could take your football championships yeah. and your basketball Big Ten championships. <laughs> give me the little and Kings your champ- academic excellence. <laughs> yeah, give me the little Kings championship. That's what I'm looking for. Well, I have a story for you about uh, something that you and I are always on the lookout for, mm-hmm. and that's embarrassing injuries. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing injuries. Jamila Jamil. Is a stunt person. Uh, she works on Marvel's She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Attorney at Law. Have you seen the show no. yet? I think it, it debuts this week on uh, Disney Plus. I I believe. Um, she also plays the character of t- t- Titania. Titania. Wasn't she in the show. Good Place as well? Uh, could be. Yeah. Could be. I don't. I don't. I don't know who she is that well. I I just know her for this. All right. She got injured while doing a stunt on this show and they asked her on entertainment tonight this week so you know where where did this injury take place she goes i i i'm hurting in a place that i didn't know exists and she clarified to the uh the body location that ended up injured after some of her stunt you probably have to bleep this out she said but i pulled a muscle in my asshole (laughs) oh jesus 
Now, that's a good injury. Good for who? Well, uh, I mean, as far for the, as for the content of our show, book, it's fantastic. For the yeah, embarrassing yeah, yeah. injuries yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you read my uh, my Every Cub Ever book, I've got a whole section in there about embarrassing embarrassing injuries. Cubs okay. injuries. Well, let me get my favorite is the Michael Barrett twisted testicle. That's Those a good one. Are, yeah, that that's a good one. Um, yeah, I'll go through some okay. for you. All right, Sammy Sosa hmm. injured himself sneezing. Sneezing, right? Okay. Right. Did he injure himself when he threw the rum bottle at his ex-wife? <laughs> Randy Veers heard his hand pounding on the wall of his hotel room trying to get the people next door to make less noise. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Ryan Dempster injured his toe jumping over the railing to celebrate a victory. <laughs> Those are always the best. <laughs> Those the, are. The, the, celebrity, or the <laughs> celebration ones are always great. Mike Morgan fell on a wet step near his pool. Okay. Uh, Mike Harkey, this is a good one. He was a pitcher. He got injured doing handstands in the outfield to entertain the Good, crowd. Yeah. yeah, I love the... And rain. that was a career ender for him. <laughs> well, was it Ozzy? Who ruined their career by sliding on the tarp? Do you remember that during a rain? Oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. Ozzy Smith. It, was, it wasn't a Cub. No, it was a Cardinal, I think. Yeah, uh, so they probably had it coming. <laughs> uh, Jose Cardinal... He declared himself unfit to play because crickets in his hotel room had kept him up. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite one, he also Jose, he couldn't play because his eyelid was stuck open. <laughs> That's unusual. Um, Brandon Morrow hurt his back taking off his pants. Okay. These are our kind of people, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Mike Remlinger hurt his hand on his Lazy Boy chair. Oh, really? Play, yeah, opening and closing it. Well, sometimes those things are hard. <laughs> they are. Uh, Kyle Farnsworth heard his leg kicking an electric fan. Okay, in anger. I yeah, assume. yeah, of course. Oh, those are just I some love, of them. The anger ones are great. They too. are. Yeah, but there's a there's a whole bunch more. You should check it out in every cup ever. Do you re- yeah. remember when we were in high school and the army had that advertising campaign? The join the army and you'll hurt in places you didn't know you had. Before. Yeah, uh-huh. that message did not resonate with me. <laughs> They had the whole advertising kit. Like, I don't want to do that. That sounds awful. Yeah, that's true. I don't think you were the target <laughs> right. audience for that. But, right. uh, uh, hey, I got a review here. This is from Taggy Z 63 on Apple. Taggy Z. Taggy Z 63. Maybe 63 is when Taggy Z was born. Oh, I don't that's know. when we were born. And this is via Apple Podcasts. Love everything about the show, but their offhanded throwaway lines are the best. Really great hosts with sexy voices. Oh. So who do you think has a sexier voice me or you um i'm gonna say you <laughs> just because everyone knows that's not true all right you can rate us you can review us you can follow us uh if you like minutia men should be sure to check out some of the other programs on the radio misfits podcast network you can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com remember opi is hippo backwards o-p-p-i-h shows.com uh we have uh time for another feature actually we have time for Many, many We features. don't have sponsors, so yeah, there's really yeah. no, there's yeah. no... We don't have to hit anything. So let's do this one. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So, no, you last night at the uh, book signing, you were telling uh, one of the uh, elderly ladies that stopped by that we had been together for 40 years. Yeah. I think she thought, thought we were. Yeah. Yeah. Because she yeah. said, congratulations, that's wonderful. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. I think we need to stop saying... <laughs> You know, partner, uh, you know, 
we're partners. Yes, we're partners, but so you, know, sh- you know, I we I have al- to differentiate somehow. So, so should I stop discussing your cute dimples when you smile? <laughs> yeah, that would help. That would really help. And the way, yeah, and the way that you. Yeah. Mow the lawn is yeah. so cute. I should stop saying that. Yeah, please do. Right. Uh, anyway, this Studio Walls feature does celebrate our 40 years mm-hmm. together. And we go back in time and we pull out things that uh, we have done over the uh, past 40 years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did was interview a woman named Esra Mohawk, mm-hmm. who uh, you may not know that name, but she was one of the stars of the... Uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Right. She did the song Interjection. Right. Well, she did a bunch of them. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Uh, working for uh, suffrage or mm-hmm. suffering for suffrage mm-hmm. or something. She mm-hmm. did a bunch of the girl songs. She's a, a, a gal She's singer. a girl. Yeah. Uh, but she also was at Woodstock. Right. And this past week, we celebrated the uh, anniversary of Woodstock. So it seemed like an appropriate time to bring back uh, a moment uh, in time and talk to her about what that was like. Here we go. So let us ask you about the Woodstock story because, you know, I've seen just like a one-sentence description of what happened there. You were supposed to be in Woodstock. Can you tell us how what happened that day? Oh, God. I was scheduled to play the first day, Friday, and um, we were in on the uh, whole concept of Woodstock from the very beginning because uh, my manager was good friends with Michael Lang, who was the uh, who dreamed it up. It was his dream, and we all encouraged Michael. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. And so now he was doing it, and we were following him, and we were on the way. And he was um, in a car with uh, Hector Morales, and Hector was uh, the William Morris agent who had uh, hooked Michael up with all of the big acts that brought in big, more big acts that made it possible for Woodstock to happen. He's the unsung hero of Woodstock, Hector Morales, and. Um, and then um, we were following him, and a car got in between uh, our car and their car, and we lost sight of their car. And when they turned off towards the heliport to fly into the festival, my manager just kept driving oh, straight and followed the masses, and we crawled our way to the uh, festival. And by the time we got there, it was night. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we were running through the parking lot towards the um, stage, and it was all muddy, as everybody may recall, and I was wearing all white, and I was trying to somehow run above the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great if you could have. <laughs> and, the la- and there was the last act of the evening. Of course, we didn't know at the time it was the last act of the evening. With Joan Baez, and she was singing the last song and the last set. And then, as we were running, the lights went out, and the crowd—you know—the crowd roared for for Joan. And then um, the lights stayed out. Oh man! <laughs> and that was the end of the night. And and the lights went out on Woodstock, and the lights went out on my career. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to laugh. Actually, she's had a good. She actually just put out a CD not too long ago, and she's had a fine career. She has. But that is something. We would do. I know. You know, it's yeah. Uh, just uh, we, we got booked from we got booked <laughs> for Woodstock. We got lost. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You know, uh, if you ever go and listen to this interview, and we'll pull out some more uh, at a at a later date because there's this great story about John Cougar Mellencamp yeah, yeah, that yeah. she told yeah, us yeah. that uh, we'll we'll have right. to get to, and there's a couple other ones too. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, Esra Mohawk. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave. We still have more show to do. 
Um, I'm going to do a story about dive bars and ice cream. Ooh, that sounds fun. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, mine is a story about hair. Oh, your yeah. favorite there subject. You go. Your favorite yeah. subject. Coming up right after this. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com and we're back uh ricky this uh story comes from our food and nutrition desk okay miller high life makes an ice cream bar that tastes like dive bars in honor of the institution that is dive bars and the hundredth anniversary of the ice cream bar miller high life partnered with tipsy scoop to create the ice cream dive bar the ice cream is of course infused with high with beer yeah the miller high life um but also a peanut Mm. swirl to reflect the peanut shells that are always found on the floor of those dive bars. Okay. Um, a bit of tobacco smoke flavor. Oh, boy. I know. As well as a caramel swirl, sprinkle of carbonated candy, and dark chocolate dip to um, to represent the filth of a dive <laughs> Sounds dive disgusting. Okay. I mean, to be honest with you. A six-pack of ice cream dive bars are now available for purchase at Tipsy Scoop. Dot com, or you can go in person to any of the Tipsy Scoop locations in, in New York City. Now, as you know, I'm an idea guy. Yeah. Right. And uh, always have been. I came up with a few names that they could use for their dive okay. bar ice creams. Um, Chlamydia Crunch. Okay. Racist Rant Raspberry. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, uh, bitter Pecan. Good. Uh, and Pralines and Broken Dreams. <laughs> Those are the names of my ice cream dive bar. Uh, I was going to do more, but then, you know. You know, if you ever go into a dive bar, and it, it <laughs> really. Second, we'll rephrase that. It, 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 when you the, go in your dive bars, bars we go to. Um, there is a look in the eyes. Of desperate. Of, of, of just. People sitting at the bar. You're just like, okay, there's not a lot of smiling, happy people here. Well, do you, you remember the story? I, I'm sure I've told the story that me and Dane were, um, you know, Frank Vincent. Yeah, you know the the mob the mob actor who was right. in Sopranos and Goodfellows. I mean, he, he's since passed away. But yeah, he if, knew you, exactly. if you saw him, you'd know. He's, going, he's who the we're he's about. the guy yeah. that in, in all yeah. the mob movies. Anyway, so Dane was doing a story because Al Capone Jr.'s nephew was in this movie, and he was playing Al Capone, and he looked just like Al Capone. Anyway, so I went to this. I went to La Villa, which is right on yep. Pulaski and uh, Addison. And I met Frank Vincent and everybody in the movie. Yeah. And Dane comes to me, or Dave, Dane goes to the director. He goes, pointing to me, doesn't, you know, you should cast this guy because doesn't he look like his best years are behind him? <laughs> that's what, that's what he said. That was exactly that phrase. And the director looks at me and he, I don't remember if he did that like camera thing with his hands, <laughs> yeah. you know, but he did cause, oh my God, you are, you, you're right. You do look like your best years are behind you. And he goes, we are filming, we are filming a scene <laughs> a tomorrow. Compliment that I know. We are filming a scene either tomorrow or the next day in a sleazy strip strip club 
Okay. okay. And we need extras. And, and, and it was, if I remember correctly, it was like the, either the day after Thanksgiving or the day before. No, it must've been the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, and he goes, can you, you know, do this thing? And I'm like, well, you know, call me or it was, it was kind of vague at the, the there. So I, and he even said, look, I'll even give you, I can't give you a line, but I'll have you give an ashtray or something to Frank Vincent. Okay. Obviously they were having trouble finding people to yeah. do this because it was right around the Thanksgiving holiday. So I get a call and in the morning at like six in the morning and I couldn't do it because I had to, I had to pick up the kids from school. Michelle was traveling, whatever I was, my adulthood got in, in the way. And that was the first time I really realized that I'm a flipping adult. I, they were going to pay me like 600 bucks, whatever the per diem was, to sit in a strip joint for 12 hours. This is your Woodstock story. <laughs> it is my Woodstock story. And I couldn't do it because I had to like, Julia was like in Annie for the 176th time or whatever, <laughs> you know? But I could have, and the in the I And now Frank Vincent is dead. Right. Well, and the movie was called Chicago Overcoat. And if you look on the IMBD page, yeah. there's a line for guy in bar. Oh, ashtray. that could have been so you. Could have been, now, the guy doesn't have a picture of it, but yeah, I could have been. It could have been you. Been, I know. I know. So, well, so I, that's the dive bar that. I have a story for you. Yeah. Uh, this is about a woman from Florida, of course. Her name is Asha Mandela. She's 60 years old, and she uh, just uh, was, was, she was awarded the record for the longest hair hmm. in 2009. Her At that time. Her her hair measured nineteen feet six and a half inches. What year was this? Two thousand nine. Okay, so thirteen years. Okay. All right. Uh, the record holder now has reached a length of a hundred and ten feet. Holy crap! So her hair is a hundred and ten feet. So thirty. Long. So thirty yards. Yeah. So the yeah. probably the longest pass in the Bears this year. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, she lives in Claremont, and when she first moved to to uh, this area from uh, Trinidad and Tobago, or to Trinidad and Tobago 40 years ago, uh, she started growing her dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. And she says she doesn't like the term dreadlocks because I don't think there's anything dread about oh. my locks. She really sounds like the kind of person that you'd love, <laughs> you'd love to hang out with. I refer, I refer to my own hair as my royal crown of locks or my cobra. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Now, She's I'm a little full of herself in the hair. <laughs> I bring this story to your attention. Yeah. Um, because, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to give you one more quote just to yeah. get you wound up a little bit more. When I'm ready to go to go into my sleep chamber with my cobra baby, <laughs> I would have them tie, I tie up in a little sack and we cuddle and we talk to each other. Oh, my God. So it's yeah. a, I mean, I, 110 feet of hair is well it's a lot yeah it's, it's a lot. you know that's <laughs> like it doesn't fit in my house right, right. Uh, so dave huh. as the author yeah. of the balding uh-huh. handbook as a follically challenged man yourself mm-hmm. um i'm going to give you the floor all right do you have anything you'd like to say to asha or to her cobra baby or to her entire plan of having the world's longest does she hair? Is she married? I doubt it. <laughs> I was going to say. I, the only thing I would say is, honey, look at yourself in the mirror. That's the reason you're not flipping married, sweetie. <laughs> so that's all you got to say. Yeah. I thought for sure you'd, uh, well, you'd take some shots. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, she. where is she now? In Cal- Florida? Florida. All right. So she's unmarried in Florida and she's 60? Yeah. I don't have to say anything else. Fair, yeah. fair enough. You know, I, th- I, I think karma... 
the karma train has already came, arrived. came into her port. There. Okay, it's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we have uh, our listeners, uh, who we love, send in emails uh, to tell us their celebrity brushes with greatness. Um, and, and honestly... The, the stories keep getting better. Uh, this one's... Even, Last week was great. Uh, this one might not be quite as Jacqueline good. Jacqueline Smith one was really good. This is from Sally A. Okay. Okay. So a woman. So... And one of our five female <laughs> listeners. Uh, love your podcasts. Uh, and some of the some of these listener celebrity stories are really good. I have one that I hope is good enough. It happened about 20 years ago. I was shopping at North Pier in Chicago. I think it's been converted into something else now. But at that time, it was a shopping center in downtown Chicago, not far from Navy Pier. Actually, Mm. I've been there before. Um, I was looking for a nightstand for my bedroom, so I walked into the furniture store there and looked at the bedroom sets during my lunch break. Another person was in the same section, and he kept jumping backwards onto the mattresses to test the firmness. At first, I didn't pay much attention to him, but I swear he did that every bed in the display. I thought it was weird that the salespeople weren't asking him Uh to stop. When I looked at him closer, he was sprawled out on a king-size bed, his arms and legs fully extended like a giant X. Yeah. Okay, can you picture it? Yeah, of course. It? Yeah. Everyone in the store acted like this was totally <laughs> normal. When he sat up, I saw his face. It was Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> he was testing the springs of the... He called over the salesman. Uh, I'm presuming to buy the bed, so I never got to talk to him. But when I got back to the office and told everybody about it, they told me his show taped right around the corner uh, it, somewhere and in that neighborhood. Oh, I think it was at the NBC yeah. Tower. But... That's great. That's a good story. You know, very that's a Jacqueline Smith-esque story. That's actually very good. It's not bad. So where can people send us their stories, Dave? Well, you can uh, send them to your blog, right? Right. Uh, uh, Is that is. You can go on our, um, you can send us an email via the Eckhart's Press website. That's right. uh, E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z press.com. Right. You can um, Instagram. You can you can grab Minishman official right. Uh, you can send us an email right. Uh, Minishman podcast uh, at gmail dot com. What else can you do? That's about it, right? Yeah. Uh, Twitter. You could you could tweet yeah. us at right. Minishman. Rick's um, phone number is eight four seven. Yeah, that's true. So lots of lots of ways for them to do it. And we have another show mm-hmm. that we should talk about. It's called Minishman Celebrity Interview. Um, we played a little clip from Esther Mohawk. Mm-hmm. She was one of our previous guests. We have all sorts of we've cool people. We've got Scott Turow coming up. We've got yeah, some. Oh, great, that's right. We've got some great guests coming up. Yeah, we've got uh, Frank Jasper. Yes, who, uh, uh, who was played in, shoot in the in from the, uh, Vision Quest. Right. We got that's uh, a fun one. If you go there right now, you can get uh, tours with Mike. Right. Mike McMains is on there, and he tells some great Chicago stories about uh, architecture. I just listened to it yesterday. It's a fun, fun little interview. Right, he does. He does kind of the, not your typical Chicago tour. You know how you right. do those touristy tours. Yep. You know, haunted Chicago. It's a little different. It, it is. is a little different, and it I is. think you'll enjoy it. 
All right, so special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Manushaman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?